truth seekers, freedom fighters, defenders of liberty, deplorables, lizard people, insurrectionists, and ultra-maga extremist republicans. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. We are unindoctrinated, unvaccinated, unrestrained, unashamed, unrelenting, unapologetic, and unafraid. On Conservative Talk, ABQKDAZ 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows, as well as useful resources that you can download. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Please send me your questions or comments to Becca at FreedomSpeakNM.com. And if you want to join our advertisers, I have several now. They're getting lots of calls. You can also email me and we can get you as an advertiser on this station and start sending some business your way. So anyway... The topic of tyrants has been coming to mind lately, especially with the subject matter of our show today. And so I was just doing a little bit of searching on the web, and I found an interesting article in which this person was talking about spiritual tyrants. And it's like, hmm, that's interesting, because I've been talking a lot about how these tyrants, such as our tiny tyrant in Santa Fe, MLG, and and uh, let's see, we got Gretchen Witchmer, and uh, we, got, uh, we got the guy out in California, we got New York, lots of tyrants out there, and uh, they have absolutely no respect whatsoever for your religion or anything else. And it's like, I, I'm even hearing about people having their religious exemptions refused. How does that work exactly? So the government looks at your religion and decides whether or not it is valid or not? I, somehow that seems like a constitutional violation to me. So anyway, I want to start out by reading from you some passages uh, from Romans 3 in the Bible. I think it's very relevant to what I'm talking about. It's Romans 3. Verses 10 through 18. And it goes like this. As it is written, there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. There are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. I hope I pronounced that correctly. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So in these verses, the Apostle Paul described in a vivid picture of the cultural decline he saw in his day. And it seems to me that it is exactly what we see happening today. Human nature has not changed, and it never will. History always repeats itself. Because people, no matter whether we are talking about 2,000 years ago or today, are still the same. We have all been touched by evil, and as humans, we are all inclined to sin. I found an interesting article online that describes the four types of spiritual tyrants. 
I thought it was relevant to what I had been talking about for a couple of years now. Now this is, I just took bits and pieces from this thing. So I'm going to put the link to the article in the show notes as usual. And you can read the entire thing. It's actually very interesting. So these evil tyrants take advantage of the fact that many people in this world are irreconcilably damaged. And as a result, carry with them hidden hurts, scars, and wounds that shape their thinking, emotions, and most importantly, their actions. I've heard it referred to as baggage. You've heard people say all the time, well, I got a lot of baggage. Well, a lot of people are damaged from previous experiences, and it affects the way they live their life going forward. On the outside, they look and sound reasonable, but they are not. When triggered, they almost always act out in a defensive and belligerent manner. Give them the right set of circumstances, and they will lash out, betray, and even sabotage relationships without hesitation. I've seen this. Anything to obscure the fact that their core... The fact that at their core... They are wounded individuals who have been preyed upon by what has become a society full of predators. The crept swamp creatures among us see us all as simply prey to be gobbled up and exploited. Let me describe these tyrants and I think you'll see that they seem very familiar. First we have the snake. The snake is the gossiper and the backbiter. They are the whisperers who cozy up next to their prey and speak flatteries to those they perceive as being susceptible to their points of view. Snakes love talking to you on the phone. They perceive themselves to be smarter than you, more experienced, and more spiritual. They will never get in a showdown with someone who they believe to have a true command of scripture, being afraid of direct confrontation. They're not loud or authoritative. Instead, they work behind the scenes, isolating individuals and cleverly getting them to divulge their secrets, their vices, their inhibitions, and desires. They always offer solutions or gossipy tidbits that they dole out gradually in hopes to win your allegiance. Gossipy tidbits are their currency, and how they win people's trust, making it seem like they have inside info. Oh my God, I know somebody just like that. They're extremely knowledgeable about scripture and love to hypnotize people with spiritualizing everything. They really seek to leverage a group of manufactured malcontents in hopes those people will wage a war on their behalf with others they see as a threat. This one reminds me of the godless, morally bankrupt leftists that invoke the word of God as they're talking about how killing babies is an act of love. Then we have the fox. The foxes are very clever, very quick-witted, always super outgoing and charismatic, but have an innate lust for power. They are attracted to authority positions and are constantly figuring out who they need to talk to or who they need to get into a position of authority. They, too, are extremely knowledgeable about scripture and very likable. They're often brown nosers, 
and revel in exposing other people's sins, especially people in authority or those in administrative positions for the sole purpose of gaining the trust of authority figures. Well, I've been a victim of that sort of uh, person before. Foxes are often starting projects, getting people together and soliciting people's help because they love to be seen as leaders. The most dangerous quality of foxes is that they are only loyal to their power and ambition and will manipulate the fall of someone if they feel it opens up the opportunity for them to assume that position. <laughs> like foxes, they don't usually work in groups because they don't intend to share power with others. Then we have the bear. Bears are solitary, lumbering beasts. They usually are very arrogant and are very opinionated about spiritual issues. They are highly unlikable characters because of their forceful and blunt approach and usually are on the fringes of any congregation looking for someone to, attrap, to entrap in conversations. They seldom concern themselves with the mission, goals, and ministry objectives of any given body of believers. They simply have their pet doctrines and they are sing single-minded in their quest to find converts for that pet doctrine. They often have prejudices, are often confrontational, and don't know when to quit harping on a point. They develop complex ways of thinking and spiritual theorizing to aid in winning people over to their pet doctrines and perspectives. They won't always explode on you right away. Instead, they will wait for times and places to lay out their complex worldviews. There's no amount of reasoning and presenting alternative perspectives to bears. Their sense of self-worth and even their identity becomes wrapped up in their theorizing and theological speculating. Like the others, pride is a major factor as to why they are so forceful in the pursuit of their proselytizing goals. Lastly, we have the wolf. Out of all the character, characteristics I have discussed, the wolf is by far the most devastating. Given their ability to cloak their attack, they are often the most successful in total infiltration. Wolves are wolves because they create packs of people who become wolves themselves through the parroting of the head alpha wolf's doctrinal error. A wolf has a profound knowledgeable, has a profound knowledgeable, are natural leaders and handily assume leadership in a forceful alpha male type way. They're oftentimes charismatic, bold, and authoritative in their delivery of a message. They command respect and love it. They love the fact that their very presence sets most people on edge. They're also, they also love the fact that most people are bowled over by their presence and left stammering when being spoken to. They have purposely cultivated this personal power and utilized their force of personality to spiritually lord over people. They lace their words with verses and scripture and universal truths, knowing that the combination of their presence, personality, and articulate words demands loyalty and acts as a hypnotizing agent on the weak-minded. These people almost always create a public persona that they never let slip because nobody dares challenge them. They're always testing people as to what they can get them to do without complaint. For a wolf, scripture becomes a tool to get what they want, and as a result, 
See doctrinal fallacy among those who are under the wolf's spell. Wolves are full of arrogance and pride, and from all appearances are true leaders in every sense of the word, but in reality are full of self-will. The wolf is dangerous beyond belief and is a true tyrant in the spiritual sense. Now the reason I'm mentioning this topic today and describe these tyrants is so that you can recognize one when you see it. These tyrants are coming out of the woodwork these past couple of years like a horde of cockroaches after your house has been sprayed for bugs. They are out in the open, and they believe they are unstoppable, so they don't even try to hide their true agenda anymore. So like I said, I'll include a link to the complete article, which I referenced a lot of that from, in my show notes. So we're doing a little bit of a different show today because I'm actually going to be kind of out on consignment or out of out on assignment, actually, assignment. <laughs> um, going to the Mike Lindell, Steve uh, Bannon thing going on in uh, Rudoso. So I recorded this a little bit earlier than I normally do, so the first hour is all new. I'm here with Derek Scott again, and um, the last two hours are going to be a couple of my favorite hours from a couple of different, different shows throughout uh, the time I've been here broadcasting at KDAZ. So anyway, uh, Derek, you want to say hi? Hello, how are you doing today? Good. So there's a number of things that I wanted to talk about that I, I think apply to tyrants. And I don't know how many of you guys watched the governor debate the other day between Ronchetti and MLG, but there was a particular section in that debate that really, really caught my attention, and it's, it's something that, needless to say, we're going to have a lot of discussion about it, because, you know, I got to commend Ronchetti. He totally drew her out on this thing, and I don't know if that was his intention, but that's certainly what he did. He drew her out, and she demonstrated exactly what kind of tyrant she really is. So I'm going to play this clip for you, and then afterwards, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about my takeaway from it, and um, let's see what you think. Be clear, if Mark Ronchetti was governor today, abortion would be illegal in the state of New Mexico. But because I'm governor, abortion is legal in the state of New Mexico. Just a year ago, I repealed a ban on abortion right here in our state. During his primary, when he was debating, regulating abortion at all stages, he was literally dancing on the grave of Roe v. Wade. You look on his website today, you can't really see what he was saying in the primary. He's flip-flopped more on this issue than the weather changes right here in New Mexico. Let me be clear. As long as I'm governor, a woman's constitutional right to privacy, to make her own highly, deeply personal decisions about her health care and her families will stay legal. He's playing right out of the Republican playbook nationally. Say anything to get elected, but work towards a national ban on abortion. 
Thank you, Governor. Mr. Ronchetti, your answer. Now, my, my opinion on this and, and my beliefs on this have never changed. I am pro-life, and I think we need to end late-term abortion in the state of New Mexico. If you look at where the governor's position is on this, there are countries that have the governor's extreme position of abortion up to birth. They're China and they're North Korea. And to me, that is extreme. And so here's what I've said, and here's what I'll continue to say. This is a very personal issue for so many people in the state of New Mexico, and no politician should make it for you. The governor wants to make it for you. In fact, she appropriated $10 million for a late-term abortion clinic in Las Cruces to service Texas. I just think that's an overstep, and I think we need to bring it to you, the people. So here's what I think we should do. I think we should have a constitutional amendment put on the ballot that's laid out by the legislature, and they should have a chance to write it up, and then everybody in the state of New Mexico should be able to vote on it and come up with something that fits our shared values. I don't think any politician should walk right in and start telling you exactly how this should work. And so that's why I think it's most important that the most people have a voice. Mr. Ronchetti, thank you. Governor, additional thoughts here? Look, a constitutional amendment that he's proposing is a ban on abortion. He wants other people to vote. Mark Ronchetti wants to vote about a deeply personal decision that I may or may not have to make. Abortions later in pregnancy are extreme medical emergencies. I, in my first pregnancy, had an extreme medical emergency and I was lucky. The medical advancements today don't make you have to wait that long. And thank God I didn't have to make a decision about whether or not I could have a baby or have my own life saved. A constitutional amendment is so that he can decide whether or not you have any access to your own or right to make your own health care decisions. And where have we seen this play out before? Republicans say one thing when they want to be elected and do another when they're actually elected or appointed. Who remembers Brett Kavanaugh in his confirmation hearings to be a U.S. Supreme Court justice said, Roe v. Wade is established law. I would never do anything to take away a constitutional right. As a Trump justice, he did just that. Governor, thank you. Mark, your response? No, it's, it, it's very clear in this particular situation. And, and I think when you look at where we are, let's talk about when we occasionally see something go to the voters and they get an opportunity to vote on it. The governor was okay when she brought pay raises to the legislature, to the voters. She thought that was important and, and we should include that. But this issue, abortion, a sensitive issue, there's no question about that, a very personal issue. No, that one we can't actually let you vote on. And this fits the playbook that she's been operating out of for a long time. When she shut down schools, did you have a voice in that? No. When she shut down small businesses and we had lines in front of Walmart, did you have a voice on that? When she went and released violent <coughs> criminals back out onto the streets, did you have a voice in that? No. So then we get into abortion and here we go again. No voice for you. She'll decide for you. I just have a different approach. Mark, thank you. We want to take a little bit of extra time with this. 30 seconds each for you both. Governor, your response on this? Again, the fact that anyone should get to vote about my personal health care decision is quite frankly outrageous. And to compare that to legislative pay raises or any other issue that on a referendum can provide guidance or actual decision making, what else are you going to decide for me? Women don't have the same rights if any voter in New Mexico, including men like Mark Ronchetti, can make that decision for me. We're going back to further back than the 1950s. It's outrageous. Governor, thank you. So, wow.
where do we start with that? Yeah, so, so <laughs> sexism. Yeah, well, so she was, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot to unload, but I, yeah, I agree. She sounded terrible. Mark oh, yeah. Marquette-y. I mean, first of all, she takes a po- poke at his meteorological yeah, that was- background. It's like, oh, we saw that one coming, you know. Um, but, but, you know, the one sentence from that, that that really, really got to me big time, and, and I'm going to quote it exactly what she said. The fact that anyone should get to vote about my, and she says my quite a lot, personal health care decision is quite frankly outrageous. What else are we going to, what else are you going to decide for me? Well, here, well, really, what else are we, the people, going to decide? Really? So who's supposed to decide it? Her? Yeah, she, well, she kills her argument in two seconds flat. You realize she, she killed her argument. So she says we need to have, you know, I don't like the we, the people. So, okay, so you've proven that you want to be in power over us in every way. But... When it comes to a sensitive issue that, yes, everybody should have a say in. It shouldn't just be representatives only. Is that you should have an elective for everyone. And, and we, we do that a lot with money. Mm-hmm. Right? Bail, bonds and and projects across New Mexico. Yeah. Um, so we do that a lot. That That is not one of those things that are, <laughs> you know, not decided by these people. So, I mean, give me a break. Like, but like... When it comes to abortion, it's one of the, yeah, the touchy issues. I mean, yes, there's that point zero one percent or 1% that'll have this emergency issue. Yeah. Right? It's, it's almost non-existent. But, but that doesn't mean you can still continue to. Well, just, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Okay. And this, this just drives me crazy with these leftists. Okay. They, they, they've replaced the word abortion with health care. Health care. Yeah. Okay, so they keep saying this over and over again like they do with everything else. They say it over and over again, and eventually then you'll believe, okay, oh yeah, the sky is red, yeah. not blue. Yeah. The sky is red, not blue. And you hear that every day, and they say it over and over again, and eventually, you know, it's, it's like you've been, been locked in a room and tortured, yeah. and eventually you believe it. You know, it's just like and uh, and and so healthcare equals abortion. No, it does not. Okay, like I'd like some election on healthcare would be nice for Medicaid, Medicare mm-hmm. for us to decide some things because they did it behind closed doors under her watch. They went in behind closed doors. They didn't let anybody who was disabled, didn't let any doctors in to decide what needs to be done when the budget for budget shortfall came. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so they did nothing. And then they took the COVID money, and guess what? We're going to have another budget shortfall next year, and we're not have, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are disabled that are not going to have the money, or the doctors might not take them unless they can pay, right? So here's the thing. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like the other change, the MAGA Republicans, right? They, he, he, right, MAGA extremist MAGA's Republicans. Extreme, extremist Republicans. He put all conservatives in that boat, and that's not fair. Not everybody in the conservative boat likes Trump, maybe. I mean, I don't have a problem with him, but you, you get what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. like, not everybody's gonna like him. Not everybody's gonna like the candidate, even though they're with the party or conservative idealism. So that's, 
you know, yeah, she kind of kills her own argument in her own. Yeah, Mark did a great job there. I'm really impressed. He he really drew her out. And here's the thing, okay? Okay, if you're going to stick with the term healthcare and that nobody should be telling you what to do about your your personal health care. Oh, well, okay, well, let's see here. we got a problem here. If we're talking about health care, about how I'm supposed to have a choice about what health care I get, well, then how about how you were coercing people and forcing people to get an experimental substance injected into their body or lose their job or you were making people wear a surgical mask against their will or telling them that they're not allowed to shop for groceries or how about if you were out there if you were making people stand outside a walmart for hours in the freezing cold before getting their groceries well um you made those decisions and i didn't really care much for those decisions maybe they should be up for a vote oh yeah we should yeah let's let's bring it up to a vote like like I said, she kills her own argument because of her past is just destructive be- to what she says. Because, you know, saying that it's outrageous when she turned around and outrageously screwed us all over. Yeah. Right. And just took away our rights and said, I am Queen Bee, the, the, the destroyer of your life. Right. And I mean destroy of your life because she destroyed how many businesses, how many people. She used the state police. I mean, I don't like our mayor, but in the beginning, our mayor was a little resistant to her. But then she sent in the state police to basically take control of their police department and just cut it all off. Well, she took she took took control of everything. Yeah. She took she used the state police as her personal Gestapo. Yep. She she actually even had the utility companies doing her bidding. It's yep. like I remember Backstreet Grill. It's like, oh well, she tried everything to shut them down and finally apparently she ordered the utility companies to tell them to shut their power and their power and water off. That is so illegal. Yeah, well, it's 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 illegal because you paid the bill, right? And it's a violation, it's, it's of, a violation of a contract. Contract, yeah. She can't come in as a third party and say you need to violate your contract. No. And and even the PUC can't do that. They have their own policies saying they can't do that. That they can't even help somebody that's like, let's say, a friend. They would have to go through the board and all those other things. So yeah, like you know, we all know she violates the law. But I would say you're right in the fact that Mark Ranchetti did a great job drawing her out. And making her look just so terrible because with with this one thing, he was able to destroy her whole past and totally, pull it in totally. to this statement. She pulled it right into this statement so, where it destroys Okay, her. so we're going to have to take a break. And uh, then after that, I want to f- wrap this conversation up. And i got a couple other things we're going to talk about. I want to talk about this article I found about this Texas church introducing children to drag bingo and a transparent closet. Once again, and a Attack on your children without you knowing it. They're out there trying to corrupt your children and and destroy their lives without your knowledge. And now it's entering into the churches. So we'll be right back after the break. Pain, I knew I'd never last 
I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. After 45 years in the same location, Los Ranchos Gun Shop has moved to 6621 4th Street Northwest in Los Ranchos. New space, new inventory, but still committed to serving the safety needs of our guests. One block north of our old location, but still filled with no pressure. Locally owned and operated, proud of our commitment to service and community, and happy to support Talk Radio KDAZ. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. They're coming for us. Now they found us out. No sudden moves don't make a sound. They're off for blood this time around. We gotta burn it all down. Today's the day, revolution's on its way. Our time is now. Hold the line. This is how we'll be defined. Just stand your ground. Hey everybody, welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. So I'm here again with my guest co-host, Derek Scott. Hello, everybody. 
And uh, we've been talking about this uh, debate between Ronchetti and MLG the other day. And one particular section, I mean, the whole thing was outrageous enough. Actually, honestly, from my point of view, I believe Ronchetti completely just completely stomped her in yeah. this debate. I mean, well, you were right. She sounded terrible. She sounded terrible. She looked terrible. If you really look at her, you're really staring. She looked terrible also. So anyway, so. I, I, there was another thing that she talked about. I'm, I'm talking about I, I took some quotes here of things that she said. Okay, I, I told you the one thing she said. But here's another thing, too, that really, really got to me. She referred, she said that Ronchetti wants other people to vote. She thinks of us, you, me, Derek here, we're just other people, Okay. We're not special like her. We're not one of the high ups, you know, that's sitting up there uh, in Santa Fe, living in her mansion, eating Wagyu beef and, and drinking booze all day long. And uh, No, we're, we're just the little people. We're just the other people. That's exactly how she thinks about us. And it's like Ron Ketty really, really brought her out. And she said, this is what she really thinks about us. Yeah. This is what she really thinks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you nail it on the head. I mean, other people, I mean, we see this from the MAGA Republicans thing from Biden. We've seen it from uh, Obama. Remember when Obama, you know, they hold on to their guns, their Bibles, whatever, which is a which is a total mischaracterization of conservatism. Oh, yeah. And if you don't like what we're doing, then you're just going to have to sit in the back of the bus. Imagine if a white president said a said a thing like that that you're gonna have to sit in the back of the bus can you imagine the outrage can you imagine the outrage but no the left they're completely okay with this sort of thing yeah totally okay yeah you're absolutely right and that's the problem that we have and it's it's showing like you said it's showing and i and i think the cracks you know it's like the cracks of a found their found their foundation like i've always mm -hmm. talked about you know goes back to the 19. 12, the 19, early 1900s, Woodrow Wilson on, right? And the creation of the Fed. This is why uh, Rand Paul and Ron Paul talk about it all the time, about the Fed needs to be stopped because that's where all of our debt's coming from and all this other stuff, right? So when you look at that, right, you see that there are cracks of their foundation they've had for maybe a little under or around 100 years is falling apart and they are they are desperate now so they are so desperate that it it shows the cracks show the problems show the problems with their debates and their arguments show they can't be the slithering snake they can't be the fox they are the wolf and the wolf is is being attacked back you know you've got hunters going after the wolves now like ourselves and others for us we're like the lions we're the, like the lions yeah we're the, we're lions. the lions we're going after the wolves and it's yeah. like they don't know what to do Right. So they're panicking. We've got them in a corner. Right. And so we have to continue to keep the pressure on them. And it's like people that are listening now need to continue to put the pressure to continue to be involved. I know it's hard because we all have jobs. We actually work and make it so that they have food, so that they have security. But, you know, we need to start making it so that they kind of, I would say, fall back in the sense that we as people need to be involved. You know, be involved in your candidates, your local candidates, because they need help. They always need help, right? Yeah, so, and the elections are coming up really soon. I mean, yeah, it's already really October. Soon. Next month. Next month. Next month is it. Yeah, we're, we're a month away. Yeah. Imagine yeah, that. I, well, yeah, so it's the, it's the this recording will be out on, on the, the 8th. 8th. Yeah. 
So yeah, that'd be a month away, right month there. Away. Month, month away, month away, thirty days. Yeah. So definitely, please, if you're listening, get involved with local New Mexico Republicans or even independents. It's, there's some great independents out there. Don't get me wrong, but what I'm saying is, is get involved. Just get involved. Yeah. So you know, and and there were a number of times throughout this debate that she just flat out lied. And if you're not paying attention, if or if all you're watching is mainstream news, as Rush Limbaugh used to call it, the drive-by media. I thought about that term the other day, and it's like that is perfect. That term is perfect. You know, somebody was asking me the other day, what does drive-by media mean? Well, it's basically what it means is somebody comes out, they make a statement, they don't bother to back it up and explain, and then they move on. That's what the drive-by media does. And a lot of people that just listen to mainstream media, they hear the drive-by comments, and they believe it's true. Well, they hear the headlines. Yes, they hear headlines. Just uh, pure headlines, and then that headlines, oh, man, I mean, I've argued with people that only base their information on headlines, mm-hmm. not the article. Or, because, like, you know, usually they have to be somewhat truthful, right? Otherwise, they're going to get sued. So they put that he- drive-by headline then they have a little bit in this top where they attack, but then the real story's on the bottom. I always tell people, you really want to know what's going on, go to the bottom or go find a, a similar article, and you're going to find out what really happened. But you're absolutely right. I've been drive-by media. Well, well, you know, <laughs> like paper, like what I do when I'm researching for this show, I will often use the drive-by media to help me select topics. I, I would never consider the drive-by media as a reliable source of information, but I do, get, when I hear them talk about headlines, like you were talking about headlines, I'll get the, oh, that's an interesting topic, and then I dig for the actual truth and the facts about the topic, and that's what you have to do, too. If you're just going by headlines and believing everything that's true, you are going to have a really twisted perception of reality. Well, and that goes for even conservative you know, conservative news. Same thing. You got to be careful because I've seen it happen in myself. In conservative news, I bought the headline and just kind of moved on and then realized I was talking about it the next day and then somebody corrected me. And I'm like, oh, whoops, you know, I missed mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, like I, you know, I do this, you know that, Becca, that I do the same thing. I just heavy research. And yeah. when you send it to me, I actually read the articles and I go through it and I'm, I really truly try to understand it. Like the next topic we want to talk about. Uh, the next two, actually, yeah, yeah. is is some, the 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 church one, like you mentioned before. That one's gonna. I got an interesting one on that one, but but yeah, like you know, MLG. Like like I said, I think MLG is is she's not gonna get the percentages she thinks she's gonna get. I like like I was saying, we had a conversation before. I think it might be Mark Ronchetti, then Karen Bedoni, then. Mar- then Michelle Lujan Grisham. Mm-hmm. I think this debate ruined her. And that's why, you know, it's funny, they should have put Karen Bedoni in there, you know, m- might have balanced it out for her. I'm just saying yeah, for maybe, MLG. I don't know. Yeah, it might have helped her out. But but what I'm saying is they shut her out, right? So they said, oh, you can't be in here because you're an independent whatever, right? So whatever. But, you know, she... And I heard a lot of the Democrats have a lot to do with keeping independence in or out when it's behooves them mm-hmm. right we've seen this a lot in the history of new mexico's elections is that sometimes you get independents that truly are independents that yeah. that really want to run but then you get ones that are interference only 
you know, and we've seen this in our primaries. We've seen them in in the 2020, the 2018 elections, where they always have a third candidate, and somehow the conservative candidate just can't eke it by. Mark Ronchetti was a victim of that, actually. Funny yeah. enough, yeah. People don't realize Mark Ronchetti was a victim of a of a third partier, mm-hmm. and so he barely eked it out, and they just because. What happens in the state of New Mexico is independent. People are very independent, and and it's good. But what they do is they go to an independent thing because they know people will because they're like, I don't like either party. So then they that's your five to ten percent that you need to come over to your side to win. So they run an an interference game. And remember, I've showed you the numbers. I can't Mm -hmm. show it on radio, but I've showed you the numbers in the study that was done on me. How did I do so well against other candidates in Bernalillo? But somehow I didn't win against my own candidate that I was running against. So there was some definite concern there. We're not saying it's fraud or anything. My campaign is not saying that. Um, I've actually I've endorsed Mark. Uh, sorry, Paul Pacheco, mm-hmm. because you know he was very gracious to me, very kind, and very understanding. And he wants. I think he still wants the same thing for the county that we want is attack crime, just attack crime. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just yeah. attack crime. But what I'm saying is is it was kind of weird to have the other candidates in there because it, it did pull away from what could have been a win for me because, you know, it could have been a win. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. So in conclusion on this topic here with the debate, it's like I highly suggest you listen to it if you can. Um, I'll put a link to it in my show notes. But, the you know, she's spending money. You know, Mark Ranchetti wants to put this up for a vote yeah. because he believes that— you know, like for instance, me, I, I'm I'm pro-life. I don't believe in abortion. Okay, I believe now. Obviously, I believe that if if somebody's life is in danger, if a woman's life, by the way, women women are the only ones having babies, it, regardless of what these ridiculous leftists say. It's like this. This shows how crazy these people are. Okay, only women have babies. Okay, period. <laughs> and so so, what he wants to do is put it up for a vote because he believes that when you have taxpayer money that goes to pay for something that it should be it should share your values it should you know the laws in this state should share our values so just like this 10 million dollar uh, taxpayer uh, paid for late term abortion clinic in Los, Las Cruces that MLG wants to build and apparently she's planning on uh, uh, doing abortions for Texas because Texas is uh, not not playing that game. They're, they're not giving late-term abortions. So if you don't know what a late-term abortion is, you really need to do a little research on it. I would suggest you watch a movie called Unplanned if you've never seen it. It's, it will, if you've never seen this sort of thing before about what goes on in abortion, I think it will make you sick to your stomach. Absolutely. So anyway, last thing I want to say is that nobody has a constitutional right to kill another human being. Period. It's not there. So let's move on to this next topic. I want to talk about this, uh, what was it, this, this so-called church in Texas that's introducing children to drag bingo and a transparent closet. Now, of course, this is without the knowledge of their parents, and I can't believe that this, pers- this place is calling themselves a church. 
what's the name of the church on it's this? It's called, here, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, um, because I'm kind of curious, so we can let people know, but also, um, what does transparent closet mean? It's called the first Christian church, is what they're calling it. And what the, uh, what the transparent closet is, basically, the transparent closet has, like, all different types of clothes and accessories and things like that. So a kid can come there to the church and dress any way they want. Oh, okay, I get it. That's what it is. It's like a dress-up place. It's yeah. a dress-up place. Yeah, it's like when, when we, you know, Hollywood, Hall, Halloween would come around, right? Yeah. Which, it's coming around again. Um, yeah, you, churches would have some costumes for you or kids that were, you know, couldn't get them or whatever, you know, and they'd have, like, a closet full of them. And you could dress up. Or I remember, I mean, gosh, I guess my childhood is a little better than what my kids had. But, you know, the Children's Museum in L.A., um, we, my parents took me there once went around Disneyland but went to L.A.'s Children's Museum. Mm-hmm. You touch everything. You could put on costumes. Sure. Um, but it wasn't like cross-dress. It was just, you, you know, cop costume, firefighter stuff, all that stuff. Yeah. And, and But, yeah, so they're trying to do it, but in a very insidious way. Yeah. Very insidious. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can I, you know, I can see what they're doing here, and it's, you know, but to me, it's a form of grooming. Yeah, it's grooming. And I just think they've really, really crossed the line oh, yeah. on, on doing this. Basically, you could be influencing a child's decisions going forward and push them in a direction that maybe they wouldn't have normally gone well the cop uniform influenced me (laughs) so so of course this would be an influence right you know because i liked i liked wearing the uniform (laughs) so but yeah i mean the other thing is is you really got me in the monologue that made me reflect a little bit about what what one of those animals have i been in the past and i realized like i might have been one of those at some time when i was younger and not wise in the faith and 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 wise in the bible shall we say yeah and so for me yeah i was probably one of those i wouldn't doubt so that really convicted me and it makes you think about this church is the same thing it's exactly what your monologue goes into is that this this is a church that's claiming to be a church that isn't a church because it's not very hard nowadays to do it right you can my a friend of mine's ordained mm-hmm. and you know he helps me out with some of the work i do but he's ordained and he could do it but it's ridiculous when you say that because he's not a pastor he does not have a congregation he has not showed people that he is knowledgeable with the bible or wise with his words and and careful to not opinionize the bible but teach the bible right yeah so i doubt that that's what's going on and if it is you know somebody better get on their board and say what are you doing because all churches if they're a church they're supposed to have a board supposed to have board members and parishioners and deacons and then you have the pastor and it's it's a it's a similar structure it's it's somewhat militaristic you could say there is a chain of command they need to know well, this is something like I mentioned, uh, I believe it was either last week or the week before, I was talking about how people are have this idea nowadays that what they'll do is they will mold their religion to fit their lifestyle. 
instead yeah. of the other way around. Instead of the other way around, yeah. Right. I mean, the Bible is specific on things, and it's like we're supposed to aspire to be more, more, more godlike. Mm-hmm. Is our is yeah. is what we're, is what the Bible inspires inspires us to do, and to turn that around the other direction, which is what this church is doing. Yeah. Apparently, they're 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 trying to they they have created a church which they're calling a first what they call it they call it a. Uh, Oh, first Christian church. First Christian. Yeah, they're calling it a first Christian church, and what they're doing is they're molding this church to fit uh, the people that they want to attract, and they're even having a, having a drag show at this at this church. Yeah, I mean, you can attract people that maybe are transgender or are of what do they call it? What's what's all the new words? I don't even know all of them. I don't even but understand LGBT, what half of them mean. Yeah, the, all the acronyms. Yeah, but. What I'm saying is, is there's better ways to attract those type of folks if you really do want to show them and save their soul. Mm-hmm. It, this is that's you know going into sin. That's what Jesus did. Yeah, he walked into it, but did he accept it? Yeah. No, he convicted the woman at the well. Right. He told her what she was doing wrong, and she, he knew every detail. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, I got to go to the town in Samaria." right at the well and he said you know lady give me the water please you know because like i think she was kind of hoarded or something because like he kind of was almost like a demand right and but yeah so she went running saying the messiah is here the messiah is here he he told me everything every detail and she was crying but happy but sad you know sad that she was convicted but happy that the messiah was there to talk to her and that she was gracious by it but so Jesus didn't do it that way. I mean, all you got to do is just go to the Bible and see how Jesus do it. That's not how he did it. He did no. not. No, not at all. He did not go into the sin and do the sin or accept the sin. He convicted the sin out of the person. Yeah. And, you know, like I said in my opening monologue, we're all sinners. And, you know, what, what's important is whether we try to be better. Yeah. And it's, and when you go to church, the church is supposed to inspire you to try to be better. Right. It's supposed to inspire you or even help you when you have falling back mm-hmm. on a sin or when you're, you know, concerned about an issue or maybe there's just something you don't understand in the Bible that you just don't get it. So that's what they're there for in a sense. But remember, we as a church technically is the body of Christ in the sense of it's not a building. I, I, I'm the one who says it's not. I, I don't believe in the whole building concept. Right. It, I think the building should be a campus, like a school, like a college. Well, like our friend Corrine, she does home church. Right, home church, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. actually been thinking about attending that sometime. That's cool. She's, That's really cool. She, she's awesome. So anyway, so we don't have a lot of time left, yeah, so let's go cover this other, this other yeah. thing that we we're going to talk about. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, apparently China is opening police stations in the United States and Canada Canada to monitor Chinese citizens. Canada. 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 Wow, is that my accent coming through? Canada. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So, so we've got illegals flooding across our borders by the millions. Mm-hmm. We're basically replacing, uh, we're replacing the population of our country with yep. a bunch of illegals yeah, and and people that don't have our values. Yeah, and people that don't have our values. If it, you know, I've talked to some people that have come into this country legally. And they are so proud to be an American. They learned about it. They learned about the Constitution. They learned about all of these things. They learned about our values, and they learned how to be an American. Right, because right, they aspire to be better, just yes. like you're saying. The Lord asks us to be better. 
to aspire towards him, right? Yeah. And they're aspiring towards the light of freedom and understanding and, hey, I can be a free person and have a free freedom of religion, which has been a lot of Christians lately, um, too, is the because they come here. But then, you know, Trump let them in. They were on the top list. Now they're on the bottom list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so now we've got apparently these uh, world police. I'm calling them world police. Yeah, that's what of two articles. Ch- Chinese world police are coming into the United States, and, and this is being allowed. It's like, how can a foreigner come into this state and, and set up a police department and and— our government has nothing to say about this? Yeah, so what they're doing is they have front companies. One of them was a real estate company in, in Europe, okay, in London, right? So they have two in London. They have a whole bunch in Europe. They have one in New York, and then I think one in Canada right now that they just started. And what they're doing is they're, I don't know how they're doing this, but they have a Chinese, you know, they're using front companies. And then these are police or military people that, you know, fake the company, mm-hmm. and then they go out and they're going after right now, right now, their Chinese foreign national. So people that have come into this country, like you said, aspiring to want to go to the Constitution and stuff, they've come into this country. Well, they're they're going, they're they're harassing them, they're they're taking away their power. I don't know how they did that, but that's what the article stated. They took away power from their apartment and or house. So wow. that they can extort them into coming back to China, which I can imagine why, if you think about this for a second, COVID, mm-hmm. all the massive amount of deaths, they are low on people. And remember, they just removed the one-child policy. Remember, they've had oh, they legal, did. Okay. They had legal abortion, and they just removed the one-child policy. I think it was like last year or year before, because yeah, they you know our population was growing. A little bit more than China, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it was from people coming across the border, but a lot of it was just, uh, funny enough, conservatives having bigger families. Yeah. I mean, this, the stats show that it, this is so weird. On the left, one to zero child. On the right, it's three or more, usually. Like, yeah. So that's the average between the two sides. So, you know, I think this Not is the other reason. Not to mention the left believes in abortion right. at all stages so of life. So this is why I think they're freaking out. They're literally they're exterminating f- they're, themselves. They're exterminating themselves. They're exterminating their Because the conservatives certainly aren't killing their babies. Nope. No. And they're not injecting them with a poison. No. You know, an unproven, ununderstood vaccination, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine that. So think about that. And, and these are true statistics. You can go look it up. I'm not kidding. This has come from these. Uh, this came from the census before, not the recent one. The recent one is already starting to prove that they are losing in future. Why do you think they are going after our children, folks? Oh, Why do you think they're going they've after got, our They've got to convert them. They've got to convert them. Exactly. Yes. Because they can't have them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them are sterile or sterilize themselves. Because if you take abortion, I mean, this is a true fact. If you take abortion pills, you can sterilize yourself. You can actually sterilize yourself. That's a sad thing, and it's been finding out that some abortion pills, or abortion pills, excuse me, sorry, um, it's, you know, your pills for... Uh, oh, birth control? Birth control. Yes. So the birth controls can sterilize you. Yeah. Yes, uh, abortion can sterilize a woman, too, but it's it's like, I think, a 50%. Well, birth control, it's 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 a hormone, it's a hormone. basically. It's a, yes. And it can st- castrate mm-hmm. the woman yeah just like it can castrate a man right yeah so if men want to do cast you know what they call chemical castration i know it's kind of vivid here but it, they use hormones yeah and that chemically castrates the man and sure. it does it to the woman and so if you use it too long 
it's over. You can't, you have to, we'll have to do artificial insemination and stuff, which is sad, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of women that are running into this problem. Yeah. They didn't know. They were, you know, in millennial or younger, they didn't know that it would do this because they don't tell you. And they say, oh, you know, it's five, 10%. Well, guess what? That's a lot of people in the whole nation that are taking birth control thinking it won't hurt them. And it hurts them. It's, it's really sad. Oh. But like I said, with this yeah. Chinese thing, they are pushing people to go back to the country. So yeah. how do they push them exactly, I wonder? That's do what they the article, threaten them? Yeah, so that's what the article said. They threaten yeah. them. I like how they use the term push. Yeah. 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 What does that mean exactly? They they're Well, they have to, you know, in our nation, they have to freely accept to go back, right? Right. But they can be harassed and cajoled and pushed around and beaten, you know, take away power, take away, stop the, uh, uh, call the businesses they're trying to get a job at, tell them not to, not to hire them. I mean, this is a massive campaign on their foreign nationals to get them back in the country, which is a little scary if you think about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's twofold to me that tells me when I read all this is either one, they're bringing them back because they don't have anybody to do the job. Yeah, yeah. Or two, and, and plus a lot of these people are skilled people that they're harassing, mm-hmm. right? Or two, you know, they're getting ready for nuclear war, which I doubt. I don't believe that because they want our resources. You don't nuke the resources we have. No, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. It just, it yeah. just doesn't work. And yeah. that's why Putin hasn't done it because he wants the resources of Ukraine. He wants the resources of other places, right? So, but yeah, it's such an interesting article. I would recommend a lot of people go on and check it out. It's, I'll put the link in the show notes. And it's on Epic Times also. Yeah. See, New York Post. That's a new, yeah, I found a New York Post article. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere right now. This is a big story, but here's the kicker part. Where's the FBI? This is their charter. Right. This is what they're supposed this to do. This is the sort of thing they should be this doing. This is their specialty. No, no, the, no, no they're no, no. too busy shaking down conservatives and Republicans. Right. Yeah, I was just and, say yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They're too busy doing that, too raiding busy. them with 50, 50 armed 50 agents. Armed That's what they're too busy doing. To take their phone without so, a warrant. So, Derek, boy, that was a fast hour, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very fast. So, hey, you guys, I'll be back for a regular show next week. I'm going to be in Rio Doso, and hopefully I'm going to have some really good stories, and I'm going to get some interviews with, uh, with uh, Mike Lindell and Steve Bannon. I'm hoping to do that. And also, you might notice I've got a couple, a couple more advertisers, High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness and ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Those are both uh, that the, chiro- the chiropractor and the dentist I use, and I love them. They're both awesome, and, and everything, I, everything about their commercial is is true and this is what they do and and they're fantastic so i want to highly recommend them so for the next two hours the next hour i got coming up i've got a show from uh 322 i uh, know 326 22 and actually it's the one with joshua james and derek <laughs> and dale perkins and it was like a law enforcement one. it was a really good one i picked a couple of my favorite ones and so that'll be running an hour two and then uh an hour three i'll have uh, one from 423 with uh, susanna vasco was and Tim McLean, and that was a really good show too, from uh, from April. So anyway, I'll be back with you next week, and uh, y'all have a fantastic weekend, and uh, see you soon. Oh,
There gotta be some behind me, Lord, cause I feel I'm doing well. I ain't been staying up late, making folks wait like I done before. For me to get on track, make up for what I lack. Black crow, I ain't a joke no Man. 